0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Juliette Beauchamp and I am here as always with Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mingus as well as Mac World Executive Editor Michael Simon. We are live on YouTube as well as on LinkedIn on the Computer World LinkedIn page. So if you have any questions while we're talking, please do leave them in the comments below and we will do our very best to get back to you and answer your question while we're actually live. So the topic of the day, the global chip shortage is kind of finally catching up to and affecting Apple. It's something that we've been talking about a little bit. Um, on our channel, and I will link a video that I did with um, IDC analyst Mario Morales, he's in charge of their semiconductor group, talking about what sort of the implications of the chip shortage and who was most affected. For a while, car makers, automakers were kind of like the the most affected group. But now even smartphone makers, which were largely thought of to be the going to be the least affected, just because they have so much influence over the supply chain and ability to sort of stockpile. It's coming to Apple. Tim Cook said that there's probably going to be an issue, but these aren't with Apple's own made chips. So I'm going to throw it to you guys first. What exactly is the chip issue? Because it's not like Apple is at a loss for their A and M series chips.
1: Michael, you or me? What do you think? Uh, You can go first. Oh, thanks. I'm I'm a a, a gentleman. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Uh, Well, yeah, this this all came out uh, during uh, Apple's earnings call this year, Juliet, or this week. And even though Apple had, you know, a really good quarter, I think it was like 81.4 billion uh, in revenue, about half of that from the iPhone. One of the things that that came up in the conversation after the uh, announcement was this, you know, that, as you just said, the chip shortage that's been plaguing the world basically since the pandemic uh, really hit last year and disrupted supply chains has caught up with Apple. And, uh, you know, we've talked a lot since last year about Apple producing its own chips, The M1 for uh, for Max and wanting to get it its, its hands on as much of the supply chain as it can, and this is exactly why, because it doesn't want to be caught in a situation where it's it's got a market, you know, people who want to buy its products, and it can't push them out fast enough because of supply chain shortages. Uh, I thought it was interesting that that what what Cook said, and correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, but uh, that the chips that Apple's having trouble getting are are the fairly common ones that are used in devices. You know, it's not the the, the high-end things because obviously there's a, a lot of, you know, manufacturers competing for the same product and Apple's constrained just like other people. I get that right, Michael?
2: Yeah, Cook, Cook calls them um, legacy notes is what he said. And that's kind of a catch-all for, uh, as you say, like the the ones that we don't really hear about or care about or, or even wonder about. That, that, but they they're they're imperative to making these things work, like display drivers and audio drivers, and or you know or or audio audio uh, chips that that drive that drive sound, like simple components that are probably ten cents, uh, maybe less for someone like Apple who, who who deals in the in the tens of millions every quarter, but they're getting harder to make through due to a, a variety of factors. Uh, prices are going up and even though Apple's in the front of the line, most likely, or near the front of the line, it's they still warn that it could affect a bit of the iPhone going forward. And, you know, that's the iPhone 13, which is coming out in, uh, at this point, about a month, maybe about six weeks. That's six weeks. And the reason why I think that Apple made sure that investors on the call knew that is because, for one, a... I just said one and a at the same time. One is fine. <laughs> For one, uh, iPhone is the iPhone when it comes out, it's always somewhat constrained. I mean, lots of people want it all at once on this on on, on day one and they and they rush to buy it. Hey. Apple. <laughs> yeah, you're you're one of them. I'm I'm I usually buy one. You know, I mean it's we're, we're a drop in the bucket. There's there's, yeah. you know, tens of millions of people who buy them all on pre-order day and, and launch day. And they're usually sold out all of all except for, you know certain colors and certain certain higher end um, storage configurations. But it sounds like this year they might have less stock to start out with, which is mm-hmm. where the constraints come in. so they they're anticipating x number of buyers wanting this phone. They're anticipating having less x number of phones on hand to ship. and And that's where the 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 trouble comes in. But, you know, it it should be stated that Apple said the same thing about this quarter in the iPad and the Mac, and they did pretty well. <laughs> so, yes, there are yeah. constraints. Is it dire? I don't think so.
1: No, it, I don't think it's dire. I mean, it's only dire if you're an Apple fan and you really want to get that iPhone on day one. On, on day one, yeah. yeah. And we're and, we're still seeing issues with with some you know
2: some iMac configurations are a little out, uh, 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 maybe days or weeks than than they they would normally be iPad particularly that the the 12.9 inch screen also, you know, uh, some stores have it in stock, some stores don't, some shipping is like a week. No, it's, it's not like you're getting it in like October. You just have to wait a little bit longer. And when you're talking about the tail end of a quarter, so if this comes out in September, September 30th is the end of that quarter. Mm -hmm. That could be the difference between like two or $3 billion. And that's why they wanted to let that known, hey, we might not sell as many iPhones as we would normally or would like to in this quarter. We're as consumers taking it as, oh, uh, everyone rushed to buy at eight a.m. on on September twenty-first <laughs> because they're going to be gone. That's probably not the case. I mean, Apple Apple's dealing in very large volume here, so when they warn, it's not like there's going to be they're going to be sold out in twelve seconds. They're going to, you know, it's going to take, you know, maybe at least a couple, a little, a little bit shorter. They'll be a little bit shorter stock than usual.
1: Yeah, you know, to 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 reinforce the point though, and this is this goes back to the earnings this week, uh, the, the quarterly earnings of that eighty one point four billion dollars, just about half of it was yeah, almost almost exactly matters,
2: right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The iPhone is it's a, it's a huge part of Apple's business. Yeah, it affects every single aspect of what they do. You know, services, iPhone, everything. I the iPhone fuels everything. It, I think it's responsible for the, the boom in the Mac because yeah. people who were using the iPhone all of a sudden needed a, a new computer for work from home or school from home, or whatever it is. They know iPhone, they know Apple, they go to the Mac. I mean, it's all, it's all iPhone. So yeah, it it, it matters, but I don't think it's going to be disastrous. And it's also not, an issue affecting only Apple. So it's not like everyone else is selling phones and Apple isn't, you know, any new phone that's coming out or even being made like the Google Pixel uh, 6, yeah, 6 mm-hmm. is coming out probably in October. They're gonna have the same problem because right. it's, it's you know, as, as you said, Julia, it's components. So Apple's mm-hmm. A-series chip, they might have, have some supply issues there as well. It's not gonna be nearly as noticeable as these little components that they need
1: to ship to, to ship uh, every every iPhone that they sell. Right. You know, just just to make one quick point, um, you know about the original iPad launch this year and the warnings, you know, constrained supply, et cetera, et cetera. You know, to Michael's point, there was constrained supply yeah. for the first few weeks, maybe in the sense that you would order an iPad and you wouldn't get it for two to three weeks, when normally it might have been available the next day or within a week, that sort of thing. But that, uh, you know, as the earnings show, they obviously got past that. And, and and I think we'll see the same thing this fall with the iPhone, barring but, anything else we don't expect in terms of... I mean, of we can say they be. got... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Ahead, you, guy, go ahead, go
2: ahead. Uh, we can say that they got past it, but iPad sales were quite a bit down, right? And if, if I'm, I'm looking at it right now, if if I go to buy... A new ipad pro the 12.9 inch pro i'm not getting it till august 13th that's still constrained
1: it's two weeks
2: yeah. basically mm-hmm. yeah. which it's it's not the end of the world yeah but it's constrained and apple is dealing with a lot fewer ipad pro shipments than they are iphone
0: that's a good so point we
2: might be looking at a september yeah. buying in september getting it in
1: early october sure do you think which we've seen before would there be a situation, Michael, where they might divvy it up so that they would roll some of them out earlier? And sure. They've done that before later? to, to yeah.
2: constrain. They did it with the iPhone. They started that with the iPhone 10 a couple years ago, right. and it's continued. Um, the Mini and the 12 this year, I believe. There was two of them. Yeah, the I, can't I can't remember how they later. split it, but they, they, they've done that in the past. Uh, the Ten a couple of years ago came out later than the other ones because of the screens and stuff. Yeah, I can see that happening. So uh, it, it all depends on how many they can make and how many they think they, they're going to sell.
0: So we, um I kind of like want to look a little bit future facing and start off with this question from one of our viewers on LinkedIn and bears repeating, if you have any questions, please do let us know either in the live chat on YouTube or in the comments on LinkedIn and we'll do our best to get back to them while we're live. I can definitely take the first part of this question. So this viewer from LinkedIn asked, it's so unusual. Do you think that we will face such shortages in the future or will the supply chain consider it as a case study to work? on it better so i discussed this um a few weeks back with mario morales who i referenced in my intro um the idc semiconductor group head and it's it's an issue it is just it is kind of like a perfect storm of an issue in that obviously the um pandemic really slowed production and i mean factories had to close it was a big problem that being said i mean there's that could happen again, but I'm kind of wondering, um, what do you, is, is there a world in which Apple, so supply chain aside, so maybe the supply chain could learn from this. Um, but I mean, if there's a pandemic that and people can't go to work and people can't make the parts, like that's just kind of how it goes. Um, so on the topic of Apple specifically, is there like a universe in which, Apple says, okay, we've seen that this happens enough of that. We're going to make our own display components. We're going to make our own port components, etc." What do you guys think? I, mean, I,
2: I think that's always on the table. I mean, they, yeah. they've already demonstrated their prowess in making this stuff. I I doubt it comes to that. Yeah. I, this is a perfect storm of crunching of everything, the pandemic and and uh, uh, price hikes and Factories not being able to know, material shortage. Like there's a lot of stuff that happened, plus people buying things all at once. Like everything kind of happened at once. I think the supply chain will fix itself, maybe yeah. prepare a little better in the event that this thing happens again. I don't know if it's really cost effective for Apple to make these things. Like I said, they they don't cost. they cost like, you know, pennies Nothing. per unit. <laughs> for them. Yeah. And, and 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 they have these, you know, these partnerships with people and they're always changing them based on availability and price and you know who's who's supplying what. Um, I mean, Apple doesn't even make its own displays. So there's a, there's a lot of components here that they would have to start making if they want to make everything. So I think, you know, obviously the, 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 the CPU, GPU, that's their priority. And whatever comes with that, like they're going to make their own 5G modem, like the major components, I think, yes, it's important for them to, to make that stuff. If for no other reason than they want to make it the best and the most efficient that they can. All these other little chips, I, I'd be surprised if they got into that game. They're not Samsung. They're not LG. Like it's, it, they're like, they're very focused on their specific units, and I think it would just money the waters a little bit too much.
1: Well, and I, you know, the issue here too is is not so much the components; it's the supply chain. And I mean, right. Apple and other companies are doing things to try to diversify in terms of you know setting up shops. I think in you know India, Vietnam, other yep. parts of. Uh, Brazil, but is a big a big area now too. What what's
2: that? Uh, Brazil is also big yeah. for for manufacturing.
1: But I but I don't see them, you know, either doing what you're saying, Mike, which is, you know, they're not going to take on building all these little baby parts, teeny parts, important, but you know, not profitable in the way that Apple would want to be profitable. And they're not going to be moving everything back to the U.S. You know, that's not going to happen either. So mm-hmm. they're going to have to figure out some way to get a you know a smarter supply chain. And I I do wonder if. As technology advances, whether we'll see things like machine learning and AI get more involved in the supply chain to try to work these kinks out and spot, you know, constraints before they affect the, the you know the product line at the end.
2: Yeah, maybe. And I'm not sure that isn't happening. I just think this this one was, I don't think, let's say Apple did make all of its own parts and made 100 percent of the stuff for the iPhone. I don't think they would have been immune to this. This was a confluence of events that you know, shipping delays and, you know, a, a, a freighter got caught in the in a straight like it is so many things contributed to what, where we're at right now. And yeah. it's still not to the point where, like, you know, people can't get this. Stuff. Apple just made $81 billion in a in a in a, a non holiday, non anything quarter. Mm-hmm. So they're doing fine. They're getting parts. Parts are there. They're just warning that, hey, instead of making 80s, 80, 80, whatever, what was their guidance? Seventies, I forget i mean they, they didn't have full guidance but they they had like a like a range of of what it could it could affect and you know they're still going to meet the numbers that they want to meet and they're still going to sell a, a a ridiculous amount of, of of products when when we're dealing with wall street and particularly apple and google and microsoft and these big giant companies you know a couple of billion dollars is the difference between your ta- your, your, your stock tanking so they're just warning months early hey This could happen. Let's not forget last year they warned about the whole year and they had a monster, a monster year. So it doesn't always play out the way they say. And Apple has a a habit of under-promising and over-delivering. Mm -hmm. So my guess is they're being extremely conservative and cautious here.
1: Just for the record, the quarter that just finished, Apple was up 36% year over year. Which is just insane. Which is just insane, given the fact that a year ago we were in the throes, you know, or the early throes of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, Jason Snell had a piece on Macworld this week that, you know, you guys had about how Apple officials or how, I guess it was Luca, had uh, sort of threaded the needle in terms of trying to downplay a little yeah. bit how well Apple had done, because you know they don't wanna look like they're gloating or whatever in the middle of a pandemic, but right now, got a great it's, year. It's insane.
2: To to put that eighty-one billion in perspective, so December of 2019, which is right before the pandemic, um, you know, hit the US, Apple made, I think it was eighty, just under 84 in the holiday quarter. And this quarter, they they made eighty one with no holidays to speak of, like not Christmas, not you know, it's 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 staggering, staggering, what they're able to sell and how many people are are buying their stuff right now. And services keeps growing. I mean, they are firing on not just all cylinders, cylinders that they didn't even have
1: a year ago. Services is huge. Yeah, that that was something else. I think Jason's point, a uh, piece made the point was that services have just taken off and now part of that is is pandemic-related. people are home they want to watch
0: mm-hmm.
1: streaming videos and they're you
2: know yeah some of that is that uh some of it is the apple bundle it's it's, it's yeah. very attractive and the other part of it is that apple has done a really good job of building its ecosystem in a way that doesn't make it feel like you're paying apple every month but you are
1: boy and, am i <laughs> Yeah, you no. Know, i i mean i am too i'm,
2: I'm part of i i got the the premier bundle. And I have my whole family hooked up to it. It's, it's $30 a month, but it's like, well, when you break it down, like, well, I'm paying for this, that, the other thing anyway. So what's, what's four more bucks plus I can get my whole family on it. Like they, they, they did it in a way Apple, Apple gets this bad rap for overcharging and, and, you know, being a luxury, a luxury, a luxury um company that, that you're, you know, ripping you off all the time. And I just, in 2021, I don't, I don't see that that's the case. Yeah, the iPhone is at the high end of smartphones, and you know, but they also have the iPhone SE. The iPad Pro is mm-hmm. $1,100, but they also have the, the 329 iPad. Like they do it, they have done a really good job since Tim Cook took over of really diversifying its, its product line, maybe sometimes to a fault where there's some cannibalization and some confusion, but they've done a really good job of getting as many people into their tent as possible. And they're not selling cheap products at that low end at all. The iPhone SE is a fantastic phone. I used it for six months. It's great. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when 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 you make a decision to, to go to, le- like, compare Apple and Samsung, Samsung does make fantastic phones. They also make a lot of cheap, yeah. underpowered, uh, uh, you know, very, very low budget phones and uh, everything in between. And, you know, it can be confusing and frustrating if you pick the wrong one. Um, Apple doesn't really have that problem. They They offer it. Here's your price range. Here's what you can afford and you're getting the best that we can deliver at that price range and probably a little bit better.
0: So coming back a little bit to the um, chip, shortage i kind of well i have we have one viewer question which is like kind of supply chain related so i'll start off with the supply chain related question first so this is from a linkedin viewer and they were just asking why does apple assemble and i also imagine you know twofold do a lot of manufacturing in china
2: yeah i mean that's 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 i mean it's an issue i mean in in simple terms they do it because everybody does it and it's cheaper And it's, you know, but in 2021, it's a bit of a flashpoint because there's human rights issues that have always been there, but now they're on the surface. There's a bit of a trade tariff issue that we're still uh, sorting out and dealing with. And, you know, China is, they don't, they, they don't follow the same rules that the U.S. follows. So when Apple does something like remove an app from the App Store or, limit functionality of some social network to its users people say well why are you doing that and well because they're operating in the country and they have to follow that country's laws and apple at some point is going to have to kind of figure out what it's going to do and it's not just apple it's literally every company in america uh, or every technology company in america has to figure out what they're going to do with 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 the china situation because i don't think it's going to get any better if anything it might get worse as china gets bigger and more powerful and you know this this rhetoric continues to fly back and forth i mean it's kind of akin to what it was uh, with russia in the 80s it's not that dissimilar so apple's going to have to figure out what it wants to do there with um, manufacturing because it's sure. not going away it's not it's not an issue that's going away but i mean to answer your to answer that that question that's how Apple set up its manufacturing, you know, many, many, many years ago, and it's not so easy to flip a switch and change it. There are signs, there are, they are making moves, as Ken said before, you know, they're using Vietnam, they're using Brazil. They're, they're, they're diversifying their manufacturing a lot more. Uh, to bring it all back to the U.S. is probably impossible at this point. They do some stuff here. Um, I think most notably the Mac Pro is made in Texas, but that's a very high-margin, uh, low-yield machine. To make like a MacBook Pro here or an iPhone, I mean, it, it's it's nearly impossible from 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 a variety of factors: from one cost, for two location, and for three, you know, finding people to work. Like, there's a lot there. That that's a that's a decade long project if they were to set that up now.
1: Yeah, Decades long project. Yeah. Right. I think that I think that the thing that a lot of people don't realize, Juliet, is that the supply chain system that has been set up in China is designed to move material to product to shipping to the U.S. as smoothly and frictionlessly as possible. I mean, it it, it is astonishing how the whole supply chain works there. Mm -hmm. In addition to having a ready supply of of workers who do not require minimum wages as we do in the U.S. And so it would be really difficult for China or any, I mean, for Apple or any other company to pull out of China quickly.
2: Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's, it's, right now it's it's impossible. Like you can't just pivot like that at that Mm -hmm. scale. And yeah, it is. It's distressing for and, you know, just speaking personally. When I read some of the things that I read, uh, even if it's not about Apple's own um, factories, and a lot of times it is, yeah. it's it's distressing and concerning. And I do hope that Tim Cook and, and whoever's in charge of that stuff feel the same way I do, because at some point they're going to start to lose customers who don't want to associate themselves with a company that isn't taking a stand against this stuff, at the very least, the conditions inside the factories that they, that they, that they run. And Apple has has done a lot over the last, it's been I don't know, at least, at least, at least 10 years where this stuff has come out. And, you know, it's the same as it is everything else. The the reporting in China comes out in dribs and dreads because they don't have the press that we have. If that was going mm-hmm. on here, we would know about it. It would end and we would be it. So, you know, we, we hear about it sometimes, uh, uh, years after the fact, and we don't know what's changed and what hasn't. Sure. Um, I'd like to believe Apple isn't turning a blind eye to it, but you know, it's business. Business is business. And a lot of times, you know, bottom lines take precedence over, you know, doing the right thing. But to Apple's credit, they, they have been as transparent as, as they can be, I guess, like they, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they do talk about it. They do address it. Um, And I'd like to think that they are taking the steps that they need to take to make sure that they can they can do both sure and if they can't you know they'll gradually which we have also seen move, move away from doing business with not selling iphones but doing you mm-hmm. know manufacturing business in, in in china
0: sure so as we're wrapping up here we've got one viewer question and then i think i'm just going to kind of add ask a little wrap-up question so the viewer question this is a definitely pivoting a little bit but um They are basically asking that because of perhaps like a supply issue and people not being able to get the latest phone, does that mean that um, users on older iPhone models? Um They're referring to, I think, the six specifically. D- like, is there a is there a world in which like they get further software updates? I would imagine the answer to that is no, because there's other well, phones to upgrade to.
2: Apple uh, iOS 15 is available on uh, for all of the devices that iOS 14 was available on. So, in that sense, yes. Your if you have iOS 14 on your device, you're going to get iOS 15 on your device. Is iOS 14 the on the six? Come with six S, I
1: believe. Okay. But Apple, Apple's not going to reach back to... No,
2: they're not going to all of a sudden...
1: And extend you know, iOS 15 back. No. Right, right.
2: That's Yeah, right. that's not, yeah, that, not going to happen. But um, I, I don't think that that decision was related to an a potential iPhone shortage.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, let's face it. It's a, These are luxury. These are not necessities. It's not, no one needs... May, maybe Ken. I
0: was just saying... Ken, <laughs> Ken, no one, no one yeah, that was,
2: needs the iPhone 13. The iPhone 6 is plenty good. So like, it's not like it's a life or death, again, maybe for Ken, but it's not it's not like, you know, oh, my God, if I don't have my iPhone 13 right now, what am I supposed to do? Sure. (laughs) We could do all these things in other ways. But, um, you know, I guess that Apple is is supporting all the iOS 14 devices on uh, iOS 15 will be available for those devices. Not every feature there's a bunch that, you know, don't work Mm -hmm. with the older processes. But um, Apple has taken the reins on that for the industry. And we are seeing Samsung and Google respond in kind and say and guarantee three and five years uh there's rumors that google i think it's going to six or maybe it's not a river maybe they did but they're you know they're guaranteeing security updates and and major version upgrades because that's one of the reasons why apple is people stay with them because their their products last and you know you mm-hmm. when you buy an iphone in 2021 you're getting getting updates through 2026 at least which is you know impressive
0: sure so as we're wrapping up here, I guess my final question is just obviously all this information about the um or perhaps not obviously about the chip shortage was addressed in the um Apple's earnings call. Was were there any other, you know, big revelations in the earnings call as we're wrapping up here? Or was that kind of, you know, the the headline? Besides Yeah, you know. Or it, was the other headline the, the, Apple made one, a lot of one money. One thing
2: that stuck out for me was they said that um all uh, uh, you know, I, I'm switching gears to the Apple watch that, um, you know, they had a record year or a record quarter for wearables, but I, 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 maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. I think uh, Tim or Luca said 75% of Apple watch buyers were new to the product. Wow. In the, in this quarter, which is just astounding. Unless I misheard that or misread it, that's what they were saying. And usually it's about half, but um, you know, the, the, the Apple watch is, is kind of a, the, in my mind, the biggest area for growth, you know, the iPad, the iPhone, the Mac, like people buy those, but the um the Apple watch is still not at a point yet where it's a must have device. It's like a nice accessory for some people, but if they can grow that to the point where if they sell, 50 million iphones then they're selling 25 million watches with that like i I think it can get there with some tweaks and with some you know as as the apple watch develops as it becomes more powerful maybe maybe with with glasses and ar stuff like there's a way to to get that product to be as ubiquitous as as the iphone i think
1: yeah, you know i think the thing that jumped out at me i was surprised to see and, and and michael you talked about this earlier that the you know with the iphone driving sales that at a time when when people are not necessarily looking to buy a lot of pcs you know mac sales were very solid they I, were you know, huge. i don't remember the, the exact number but it was like i think 16% of the of the total something like that and uh, you know and, and i'm sure some of that's driven by the m1 chip you know that's been, it, it
2: it was down a bit but um over eight over $8 billion in revenue for the Mac, which,
1: you know, $8 billion you know if billion not for the last three quarters, would have been a record. <laughs> eventually, you're talking, you know, money, you know. And and, uh, and again,
2: it's not back to school. It's not holiday. No,
1: oh, this is the uh, second quarter.
2: The, 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 the iMac is new, but I don't know how many of those they sold. I mean, it's just, it's the M1 chip and it's the, it's the iPhone halo effect really, really taking hold of, of the industry, I think.
0: Yeah. Sure.
2: It's impressive. The Mac has grown I mean, last quarter, I think it was up like seventy percent. It's 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 crazy how much how many Macs they've sold in the last uh, three months. Some, like I said, partially due to the M1, but also just in, in, in general. And there's a lot coming: new MacBook Pros, redesigned MacBook Pros, redesigned Mac Mini, uh, maybe a high-end iMac. There's a lot in the pipeline that's mm-hmm. going to only fuel even more. We haven't. We said this a couple of weeks ago. We have not gotten a pro M1 Mac yet. Hasn't happened. So that's a whole pent-up market that's just waiting to sure. drop down their credit cards.
0: And <laughs> and to cite, um, this is from Johnny Evans on Computer World. I mean, it seems it, not for nothing. It seems in the um, earnings call, they mentioned that there's three different companies in offering, you know, m1s to employees and conference rooms are all going to be equipped with m1 mac so i'll link that in the youtube um live chat if anyone wants to check it out so certainly you just cracked the surface of the m1
2: yeah and when you're talking about like price to value i mean it's hard not to look at the mac right now for right now amazon has a sales 850 bucks for the for the macbook air and that's just like i mean how do you beat that how do you beat that
0: Mm mm-hmm Great. Well, thank you both so much for calling in and chatting with me. I think that this was a really interesting discussion. And I think that when I had first started talking about the chip shortage, um, you know, I think it was on a lot of people's minds like, OK, how is this affecting like me as a consumer or me as, a, as someone in charge of buying for you know, this group at my company and for a little bit, it was like, mm, not really unless you're looking to buy a car, but you know, now it's really seeming to yeah, affect and, and a lot more knew, sectors.
2: We we knew at some point it would, it mm-hmm. would affect smartphones and we knew it would affect Apple. You know, it's, it's just, it was, it was bound to happen. It kind of trickles. Yeah. So, but so, you know, the, the the line to buy the iPhone thirteen starts behind Ken. So everyone definitely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If if you if anyone has issues buying an iPhone thirteen, let us hmm. know. It'll happen, you know, six ish weeks, six, eight. Um ish. 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 Yeah. It's the operative word. All right. Well, thank you both so much for calling in and chatting with me. I really appreciate it. And thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you like this video, please do give it a thumbs up. And if you're watching on LinkedIn, head over to our YouTube channel, IDG Tech Talk, and you can subscribe there. You can give the video a thumbs up over there. And over there, you can also hit the bell icon so you're notified every single time we post a new video. If you have any questions because you're watching this after the fact or we're wrapping up live now and we didn't get to your question, please do let us know in the comments, especially on the YouTube comments. I will certainly get back to you with any specific questions. Questions. Thanks again for watching, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.